Uh, I right. don't know what you're talking about. Right. Hey, LeBron. Hey, LeBron. Stay LeBron ain't gonna win no great coach. Stay <laughs> ain't gonna win this loser. <laughs>
Nah, nah, nah. That's, <laughs> that's my vacation. That's vacation for <laughs> we, Hey, baby, take we, me to the Peabody. You hear me? Yeah, ain't over no more, baby. We, we broke, baby. Uh, <laughs> the last one I was on was a cruise. Okay, then. The last one I've been on. With the Trinidad and Tobago or something. Man. Uh, that's the kind of trip you go on. That's long. I want to go to Bora Bora. You still, you talking about Bora Bora since I met you. I know, bro. Listen, man, listen. This is the thing, though, right? Yeah. They take our taxpayer dollars and they go to Bull Bull. Mm-hmm. I won't go to. Man, we ain't talking about that. Right? Man. <laughs> so, like, you feeling confident about this election? I'm feeling very confident. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a lot of uh, more support. Got a lot of people saying they, they're they looking forward to uh, me winning this uh, next Tuesday. But I'm still putting the work in. Uh, you know, I want to make sure um, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, when the polls close, that I've done everything that I can do. Um, break down your platform again for people like to just let them know what what you're running on and what you stand on. Okay, uh, part of my platform uh, is forever changing uh, for the good. It's adding more things to it. Uh, one of them is I'm trying to unite the sheriff department with the police department. Okay. Also with outside agencies because I feel like if we all work together, we can we can solve the same problems because mm-hmm. right. what goes on in the county is going to end up in the city. What sure. goes on in the city is going to end out outside of Grenada County. Mm-hmm. So if we control some of what's going on as a whole, we could get some things done. Most definitely. So, uh, so listen again, November fifth, right? November the fifth. November the fifth. Hey everybody, Rolando Fair is not the sheriff yet. You still have to vote. We still November have to vote. 5th. <laughs> November 5th, Tuesday, November 5th, right? Tuesday, November 5th. Tuesday, November 5th. Make sure you go vote. I don't want to, you know, say who I'm voting for, but you know. The fair choice. Most definitely. But now, I'm a fair guy. Most most, most people um, were kind of confused when they came with the yes. special election. Yes. With right. the special election in the city, one vote would dictate who got in that seat. Is it the same with the sheriff? Right. Yes. yes, it's one vote. It's winner takes all. Winner takes all. So, so every uh, vote, one vote every vote counts. So make sure you go out there and vote November the fifth. Ain't no runoff this time. No runoff. And you can also do your absentees exactly. up until Saturday noon, uh from eight to noon to eight to twelve. So absentee voting is available. It's right still available. Right now. Right. So and uh, if you need a ride, six six two four 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 F A I R. Right. Just like all that. Right. That's that's it. And that, there it is right there. Look at that. Right you can, on time. If you can see it, that, that number right there will get you um, any kind of um, transportation to um, the poll to get you the, um, the vote. So make sure you call that number um, if you need a ride. Um, a lot of people on, on Facebook, <clears throat> they want to try to make this out to be a race thing. Like, uh, you need to vote for people with the best policy instead of skin color. So tell the people what are some of the things you want to implement if you win. Well, one thing I'm going to look at is some of the grants we're not taking advantage of. True. There's approximately 10 grants out there that, uh, as far as I know, on the outside looking in, haven't taken part of. It's going to be the domestic violence grant, the DUI grant, the narcotics grant. There's also a... Uh, equipment grant, a bulletproof vest uh, grant, um, and then there's also three more that I can't think of right off the top mm-hmm. of my head. But by taking advantage of those grants, 
the first three, domestic violence, DUI, and narcotics, uh, the grant will pay for half of the officer's salary. And it will provide a vehicle for that officer as well. Mm -hmm. So that's going to take a load off of the uh, the uh, citizens of Grenada County. Most definitely. Yeah, so make sure y'all go out there November 5th. Go out there, vote. Make sure you exercise the right to vote because this is a, a very, very, very important election that's coming up. Yes, it is. So um, November 5th, go out there and vote, y'all. If you don't do nothing else, go out there and vote. Because it is going to be a new sheriff either way it goes. Any way so, it, it goes, it'll be a new sheriff. It'll be a new sheriff. This is a big deal. So And, well, and I, I also want to let the people know that it ain't got nothing to do with race. Don't make it into a race thing. It's not race baiting. We're not doing none of that. It's about who going to come in and do the best job. And I haven't really heard from the other participants. So. I haven't heard anything. Well, uh, that's the same way I feel. It's not about race. Right. It's about, like you said, who can do the best who can job. Who do the best job. Who's got the best platform on what they're trying to do to unite Grenada as a whole. Right. And and not only that, I personally feel like you got a leg up being that um, you you been standing on the same exact things since day one. That's right. right. Everything that's you right. just spoke on, we can go back a few episodes and... You were saying the same thing. Exactly. You've been consistent. Exactly. So right. well, with that, I appreciate you. Well, I tell everybody I'm not a politician because I'm one of the ones, what I tell you I'm going to do, that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. And if I can't do it, I'm one of the ones to come back to you and say, I couldn't do it because of this, this, and this. Exactly. I'm going to give you a reason why I couldn't do it. I'm not just going to tell you I could do it and then don't do it and don't give you a reason behind it. Uh, my thing is accountability. Right. So why do you think the sheriff and the police department relationship is so rocky? Uh, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I can't uh, speak about either one of them. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, you know, um, I'm the type that's going to reach across and say that I need help. You know, and ask them the same thing that they need any help. Because I guess uh, they may not have been sharing information or they may have. I'm on the outside looking in on that situation. But what I'm going to do is extend my hand and make sure that they know what's going on in the county. Right. So that it won't be a surprise to them if it ends up in the city, no matter what the reason is. For sure. There it is. There it is. Mr. Fair, mm -hmm. um, tell them one more time everything you need to know real quick. All right. The election is next Tuesday, November the 5th. Everybody take someone with you to go out get out and vote. If you don't, if you need a ride, contact 662-444-FAIR, F-A-I-R, and I will come and get you. Even if you are for my opponent, that's fine too. I will come and get you and take you to the polls because I believe everybody's got their right to exercise their right to vote for whoever they want to. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to open it up to give people rides, I'm going to give everybody a ride. And also, each one. Reach some. That's right. Not just one. <laughs> reach some. Each one, reach some. You remember that, don't you? At least, they're going to stick with me for the rest of my life. I appreciate that. Because cause it, it hit a little different. Because at the time, like I said, my whole mentality was each one, teach one. Right. But now, nah, we, each one, we need to reach some. We need, some. We need to reach some. And, that's, and I'm with that. Reach some. That's right. And that is, man. Right now, man, go down there and, and go to Pun Smart. Pun, Pun Smart. Smart. 322 Sunset Drive. We, yes, sir. They buy and loan money on gold. Gold is currently at an all-time high. 
which means more money for gold. Mention Mastermind Podcast for a 10% discount throughout Christmas. Pun Smart, 322 Sunset Drive, next door to um, Reasons across the street from Spencer. So get down there, tell them people that we sent y'all. Y'all get 10% off. You hear me? And there it is, man. Listen, we finna spend a little more time with Mr. Fair. And y'all click in on them um, links. Um, we on Apple Music. We on Spotify. We on Google Play. We on SoundCloud. And and soon to be on YouTube. So y'all be checking that out. Yes, sir. Mastermind Podcast, episode 72. We out you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that touched me. I like that. <laughs> I listen. I, I ain't gonna run out with the thing. When I get no, the no, shirt. No, no. Hey, when, when, I, when I get the shirts, mate. Listen, when I get the shirt, man, um, I'm going to make sure I get that. I'm going to put that on the shirt with your name on there so that way you won't hit me with no no, no trademark or nothing like that. I ain't trying to get butt crowd the head. Yeah, I'm going to make sure I put, I'm gonna put our fair on there. That's who said it. I'm putting in quotation mark. Because like I said, um. Cease and desist. Mm. You want no cease and desist coming out? Nah, nah, nah. I don't want him. Not by the sheriff of the town. Nah, yeah, nah, that's what I'm saying. Nah. But but that touched me though, cause it makes sense. Like I said, um, a lot of people we just want to help one at a time when we can reach a whole bunch of people that's at right. one time. So right. each one reach some. I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. You ain't with it. <laughs> Man, listen, I think Applebee's trying to kill me last yes, night. Yes, sir. They, I think they try to get the both of us. Listen, man, they, they they like to kill me last night, bro. I don't what know happened? what happened, man. I went up in there. I ate a little few hot wings, man. I like to die. Yeah, they had a 25-cent hot wing jumping off. It was a bad idea already. From the dough. If but, any, anywhere they selling some wings with 25 bro, cent each, listen, it's a bad idea. Listen, the, 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 when they said 25 cent, I said, I want 20. <laughs> I ain't even talking no more. Nigga, I, right? started, I started with 10. Bro, listen. I'm eating them. You overdid it. They bring me my fajita. Mm-hmm. I didn't even touch it. I ain't even eat the fajita. I ain't eat none of it. Go outside, they get everything. When they try to get out on the boy, man. But I got one more run left in me. Yeah, one more. Got it done to you, baby. I got one more run left in me. If I can you say one You got to try the second time to make sure that you got Listen, it right. Listen, I know one thing. When I see Applebee, <laughs> keep it moving. They owe me thirty-five million dollars. You hear me? I want that. Man, how is boy, man? My I'm hungry right now. <laughs> yeah, dude done gave up all the food. Yeah, listen, I ain't ate nothing. No, no man, saying. no dinner, baby. No. Man, listen, when I do eat something, bro, I'm eating everything. I'm eating, listen, bro, I can eat some deer meat right now. I don't even oh, eat man. deer meat. I, I, I eat it, though. Deer burger. What? I, saw, I just saw a deer lay down on Sunday Road. Nah. On Cecil Sheldon Road. Nah, what's that? On South Street. I seen one. He look like he just freshly got hit right there you in front of. You should wear undressed him then. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Listen, I seen that Facebook when when Cubs out there do with that. They just jumped oh, yeah. up and hit him. I'm yeah. talking about you feel me, Bust out. I'm get talking about gave him a nice sign across the forehead. Man, listen, I would have shot every man. First off, let me tell you, I went hunting one time. I went hunting one time, but. And a wild hog taught me red then that even if I got a gun, if you come running at me, I'm running. Nah, I ain't with all that, man. Man, bro. Nah. That that wild hog. I was what the? I said, bro, what they gonna do? It's like don't move. I didn't move. 
But again, though, they used to tell me, like, don't be wearing that Egyptian mud. Yeah. Like, you can't be going out there. You got there smelling good, bro. They ready to eat. Man, he come away from around that tree. Those jokes ain't no little, they ain't no little pig either. Man, this joint here had to been about 240. Solid. The boiler like, the boiler like Trent Richardson. And it might have been the mama with it. Man, that mother hit one of them feet. Like a bull. I step back. It come. Yeah, go and ahead. like, shoot it. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> With the gun. What you don't know, where them jokers can get up there, though. I don't care. He's going to have to show me. If he would have got up there, then I would have shot. Them jokers could jump. Oh, when he come. Yeah, listen, outside the old man pipe, he come over there and put about 18 in him. Pow, pow, pow. He was still grinning. I'm like, bro. He's still breathing. I like this old gun. <laughs> Unzip the little camouflage. <laughs> Put my truck fit hoodie back on. <laughs> yes, sir. The truck fit too uh, bright, bro. They ready to see you home. <laughs> I sent me social. <laughs> I'm up out of here. Bro, I ain't never got back in the woods again. Everything come pick so, five, so you, 1899. That's right. So you never did that uh, coon hunting at night? Yeah, mm-hmm. see, that's what you got to do, coon hunting. Coon hunting? Yeah. Nah, see, I, I seen I seen some footage on, on Facebook. I ain't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you favorable. Listen, <laughs> you all, it give you all, it give you all the insights you need to know on what not to do. Mm-hmm. Listen, bro, he going out there. He, he got the dog out there. And I guess he, he hear what's going on, but, you know, you can't see it. It's in the dark. So I guess he thought his dog was winning. And he got over there. His dog lost. So the kangaroo trying to uh trying to uh, he had trying to the dog, dog in the in the bear hole. At least my cup. Hey bro, the one when the when the nah, the when, when the white dude when he had him in the headlock, the white dude go over there and still off. Yeah, oh yeah. Hey my, my dude turned to the hook. Man. <sighs> hey, that kangaroo stood up on that tail. Listen, bro. If y'all get a chance on YouTube, <laughs> it's a, it's a joint um, on the when animals attack. Um, wow! And it's a kangaroo dude. He over there trying to be Steve Irwin. He, oh mate, look at him! Look <laughs> at him, mate. It's merely a bang. man. Listen, bro, that kangaroo <laughs> come over there, bro, and he got on that tail uh-huh. and hook. gave it to him. Man, keep causing the chair, bro. He liked it. He liked it. Hey, he probably. <laughs> I don't think bro got one more run and I'm doing that though. Nah. I think it's over with. It's over with, bro. It's over with for him. If I could say one word. What are they doing? Trying to catch the kangaroo? Just what I'm telling you. He got them playing, doing dumb stuff. Like a, um, the, the, the dude that be catching the snakes and all that. He trying to catch a cobra. They, they off in somebody's house. They, it's a king cobra over in that joint. They done slither through a little hole. And he done grabbed that joint by the tail and pull it out the drywall, bro. I'm talking about Land soon that joint hit that ground. Hit him in the leg. I don't know. You coming to Kings? You better not. Scrap don't. I don't play with nothing that don't to walk, talk like me. You, we got to understand each other for me to play with you. You coming to King? You bet that miss. Listen, bro. bro I, don't, I don't play with dogs. I don't know cat. Yeah. I don't do monkeys. I, I had a hamster. hamster. You had a hamster? Yeah. It died, though. That's what I was about to say. That was the outcome. Yep. Yep. Yeah. See, he, that, see, he was one of the ones that flung history class. So he's supposed to learn he, real early, bro. You don't get hamster, bro. No, nah, my son, my son. Okay, bro. okay, you got one from the side. Yeah. Okay. So we got we got it for him, but he ain't fuck with it. See, Kelly don't. See, Kelly don't a like rat. dirt. It's just a rat, bro. Yeah. You know it's I not mean? no rat. I don't. I do not want no rat. 
It's That's a all it is. Hey, it didn't, it didn't eat, do nothing, man. We came in the house, man. It was smelt, all it. Man, smelt it one day, man. It went eat. Did y'all bury it? No, we flushed it. Got, got, y'all oh, flushed it, man. Man, man. Y'all, what kind of animals are y'all? Y'all are in my Peter, where are you? I'm telling you. Hey, but, it, <laughs> hey, but it, we had a little ball for him, though. And so, you know, Messiah got a little brother and everything. Right. So, he'll walk up to it, go to the top of the stairs, and chunk it down. No, that's why he went eat. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he had a concussion, dude. <laughs> Ain't no way, man. Hey, my baby mama was the only one that really dealt with it, man. She'll feed him and everything, change the cage. I mean, I cleaned the cage one time, but I ain't. Yeah, that little jump running around my hand now. Nah, nah, <laughs> we put, nah, we put the, we put the ball up to the cage and yeah, let it crawl up in the, the little ball. ball. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, so, so listen, we got, we got this thing with the NCAA, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good news, I think. You think? Yeah, because California for to get everybody. Yeah, California, they had it, it was about to be over with. Yeah. They done put the um, pay for play. Um, I guess the. I guess they're they they going to pay players for their name. Their name likeness. and likeness, right? Yeah. How do you think this is going to trickle down from well, D1 said, to D2 to D3? They said it's going to be uh, consistent with the NCAA rules anyway. Like, so it's still going to be like um, restrictions on certain stuff they can do, I think. Right. But if they say EA Sports want to uh, make a game, they would have to pay you for who the player you are. You know what I'm saying? Right. But and now they, and they probably can sign like jerseys and stuff. Now they probably can sell their jerseys. Yeah, yeah. So they can sell their autographs. Okay. They're probably going to be something. It, it ain't going to be that major. It's going to be like stuff like that, I believe. Okay, so even with that, like, it weighs around it. Like, they can just use, like, the OU symbol. Um, symbol. You know what I'm saying? You got... They ain't got to put a player on the front of it. You know what I'm saying? So, it's so many things. No, that, inside but, the game. Though. And, you know, they, the game ain't going to sell if they got a quarterback. Even with that, like, how much? Because, like. They they turn. They say they got scrap, but then their quarterback. They just turn a dude, your body build and your skill set. They just make them white. Yeah. And then put QB1 on their name. They still going to have to pay. They going to have to put their player name there and pay them. But I think it's a tactic, man. I think it's more towards basketball, the NCAA basketball. I think it's for all of them. Yeah, I'm saying. It, because, you know. But, now nah, I think they'll eat better. The basketball well, pushed them to it. I think the basketball players probably, like, pushed them more to it. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of them will go overseas. They want to They'll go straight from high school right. and go, the NBA, go the overseas. NBA ain't getting paid. And come out one year and make millions. That's why they got the G League jumping so Yeah, and I, and I think that's all tactical for with the with the G League and the NBA and Rich all Paul, that. Yeah. Rich Paul and, and I think I, I think I think the NBA they definitely put more pressure on them allowing kids to the come league. to the G League fresh out of high school. And you can leave year one too though. So it's like you still losing players. Like you you losing your best players every year. That's yeah. Right. They, they come still going to lose them though. Yeah. <clears throat> But at least you have a chance of keeping somebody that, that's not a um, no, you, lottery pick. You, you're gonna lose them faster. No, I feel like a player that's like not a lottery pick. He want to get his draft pick up higher. Oh yeah, he'll stay yeah, another year stay. and get paid for his likeness and stuff. Like he'll well, sell yeah. his autograph. Well, yeah, you, you, know, you got a better opportunity to keep him player longer. Yeah, right, right. right. But then, they, they are you getting the best player? Are, are, are these still gonna be the best players? Yeah, I, you got like RJ and and Lamelo Ball and all these guys overseas. Lamelo Ball would have played college basketball this year if he, he was getting paid to play. So when do it go in effect? When, oh, like, I, I think 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 
20, I think it's 2023. 20, but the California, yeah. the, I thought the California started in 2022. It probably do. Yeah. See, yeah. California, they they jumped, they jumped it off. I, if I had Google. And see, the thing is, in right California, here. one thing about California is they ain't too big on losing their players to to southern states, yeah. especially in football. Right. When you got two attack of a law and his brother going to Alabama, this ain't good for California. When you got um the young the young dude from Texas Tech leaving California coming to that's not good for California. You right. only California breed their own player and it's either USC, UCLA, yeah. something to that effect. Cal, you see yeah, what I'm saying? You're gonna yeah. you're gonna stay in your home state. But they was losing them to great programs. You had right. Texas coming in. You had Oklahoma. You had um, um, Alabama. You had Florida. You got Georgia. You got all these good programs coming to California taking your best player. So they had to jump start. Okay. They had to, they had to jump start. But I don't believe in California players though. They they they. I don't know basketball. They yeah, basketball, basketball they different. Yeah. But I'm saying in football they they're a little they they're a little tender. Like Tua, Tua, he definitely um he he injury prone, so you know Man, what I'm saying. He, hey. he definitely, that's that's that man right there. Yes sir. Yes sir. Nigga, Moto blood. Yes sir. That boy that tough. He ate some wings last night too, and he perfectly fine. I'm talking about swallowing the wings like they went in on. He's got that cast iron stomach. That yes sir. Boy, hey, he'll skim him. He'll skim him, man. Hey, we, hey, hey. You know what they say about the about, about his dark skin, man. Hey. We survive anything. Yeah. <laughs> hey, in the end of the world, come. Hey, y'all gonna be, scrap, gonna be scrap. roaches and black men. <laughs> scrap the exception. They're gonna get scrap. They're gonna get scrap. He got a little soft black yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Why would you say that, Gumby? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. So coming up next, man, we got Johnny Skinner coming on to the mic, man. He's gonna be talking about his football program that he got going on, man. We also gonna be doing a list. Um, we got all kind of list stuff going on, man. Especially we got an interesting list. Carissa gave me some names on this one that I very, very, very want to get into. Cause yes, sir. It's a little off to me. But, no, uh, it's, it's all the way legit. <laughs> it's a little bit off. So man, we we gonna take us a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. Listen to the styles of Young Drake. Baby, 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 I can see in your eyes you're angry. Regret got shit on what you're feeling now. Mad cause she ain't like me. Oh, you mad cause nobody ever did it like me. All the care I would take, all the love that we made. Now you're trying to find somebody to replace what I gave to you. It's a shame you didn't keep it. Alicia, Katia, I know that you gon' hear this. I'm the man, yeah, I said it. Bitch, I'm the man, don't you forget it. The way you walk, that's me. The way you talk, that's me. You got your hair up, did you forget that's me? And the voice in your speaker right now, that's me, that's me. And the voice in your ear, that's me. Can't you see that I made it? Yeah, I made it. First I made you who you are and then I made it. And you're wasted. 
with your latest Yeah, I'm the reason why you always getting faded Take a shot for me Girl, I can't lie, I miss you You and the music were the only things that I commit to I never cheated for the record back when I was with you But you believed in everything but me, girl, I don't get you She says, I know you change I never see you cause you're always busy doing things I really wish she had a different way of viewing things I think the city that we're from just kinda ruined things It's such a small place, not much to do but talk and listen The men are jealous and the women all in competition and now your friends telling you stories that you often misinterpret and taint all the images of your Mr. Perfect. I could tell that you've been crying all night, drinking all summer, praying for your happiness, hope that you recover, uh. This is one I know you hated when you heard it. One, two, three, four. Damn. How black folks do it? Five, six, seven. <laughs> yeah. I won. A two. Assalamualaikum, my brother. Yeah. Well, well, special guest in the house tonight. First of all. Brother Akbar, I mean. Uh, uh, <laughs> Captain Tazaria. Hey, uh, Jenna Skinner, man. Especially about me. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, my education. Yeah? No, I was man. special education. No, you were? Huh? You glad for that? No. <laughs> I did not have a stove in my house. Let's just say you know how to bake with. Did not have a stove cook, in my house. cookies on Friday. Bro, got the house smelling fire. Scrap used to be down though. <laughs> 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 Damn. Hell yeah. What y'all gonna do with all them cookies? Y'all ready, man? Yeah, man. Let's get it in, man. So, Mr. Skinner. Yes, sir. Palais. Man, what you got going on today, man? Well, man, today I just came back to, uh, once again, man, we're trying to get uh, park and recreation, man, on the incline again. Uh, it's been a lot of derogatory statements, a lot mm. of negativity uh, mm. geared towards Grenada Parks and Recreation. But I just want to show uh, one example of... Uh, you read the bus back. What? You read the bus back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You I'm the like bus it. back, yeah. Why do you think people um, are putting out these derogatory statements about... Parking rate. Is it deserved? Do you feel like it's deserved? Uh, no, it's mm-hmm. not. It, okay. That's just what it is, man. It's a lot of outside looking in type stuff going on, and uh, <laughs> and uh, you you would have to be behind the scene actually do the groundwork to see. Okay, it's not solely our fault. Right, yeah, right. it's some stuff that's outside of your uh, realm of... Right. Because one of the biggest things that I feel like is a problem is parent participation. Mm. Yeah, that's what Like, um, a lot of people, they use park and rig as daycare. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying, it don't really work like that. You feel me? So, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Um, I see you got the, got the pads up in this joint. Yeah, you know what man. Yeah, people, man. What's, uh, working, so, man. What, what's yeah. this all about? This is, uh, uh, as everybody knows, we had a uh, GoFundMe 
started by the GYAA. Yep. And can that's you, can you explain and, GYAA? Right. Uh, GYAA is a booster club that uh, uh, it's a separate entity that's partnering with Park and Recreation mm -hmm. to help fund and give back to the program. That's what's up. So uh, what they what they did was they started a uh, they started a GoFundMe. And the goal was twenty five hundred dollars mm. to get uh, twenty five new uh, helmets and twenty five new shoulder pads. Let me show you how expensive that stuff is. Twenty five hundred dollars uh, for the equipment for twenty five pieces of equipment. Yeah, that's, uh, well, it's twenty five sets. Like that. And and that's actually a cheaper rate uh, yeah. because we ordered fourteen just helmets at the beginning of football season, and it was thirteen hundred dollars and some odd change just for fourteen helmets. Right, right. So that just lets you know how expensive it is. And just for this helmet and these shoulder pads, that's over a little over $100 uh, a set a set to equip each player. Mm -hmm. And you and you looking at with three teams, three different age groups, you're looking at 75 players, you know, if each team had 25 kids. Uh, mm -hmm. That's not. That's not. That's not that's 75. Well, yes, it is. Yes, it yes, is. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, okay. But, uh, <laughs> that's, that's that bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so the goal was reached, and I just wanted to, you know, show everybody that, you know, uh, everybody who donated and gave whatever you gave, uh, it has been done. We have received the new equipment. This I just brought, you know, just an example. Let's get a uh, picture of the pad. Yeah. You know, these, these pads uh, go for about uh, $50 a set. Uh, we were able to get... Oh, there you go. Oh, this sounds so good on the mic, baby. Oh, no, no, man. <laughs> sound like rain. What's up? Summer good. rain, bro. That's all right, bro. Can you get it? Yeah. Oh, I got it, my bro. Okay. Just a second. Paul eight. Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like a fellow know how to handle a bra. Yep. Fumbling <laughs> strap. <laughs> All right. There it is. There we go. There it is. Hey. Like I said, uh, these go for about uh, $50 a set. And we were able to get uh, 25 brand new, and along with uh, 25 new helmets. Okay. So, a step in the, a in step the, right. In the right direction. Yes, Most definitely. So, uh, were you surprised by the... Uh, the 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 community donating and making sure that you know y'all got y'all go were you, were you surprised or uh, did you pretty much expect it to happen? Well, uh, you gotta have faith, my brother. I I did have faith, but in the in the time frame that we raised the money, it happened way faster. Than you. Uh, it happened faster than I than I expected. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I when I saw it, you know, study going up, going up, going up. I was like, yeah. Uh, you got some people, you got some people who really want to see this thing, you know, incline. Right. So, so, what what is the what is the end goal? Like, at the end of the day, what is it that you want recreation to become? Like, what is, what is it that you feel like at the end of the day will make you satisfied with what Park and Rick is that? Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, I want to see uh, develop uh, young athletes as well as 
young men and women, uh, both, you know, boys and girls through sports and just, I'm, it's kind of like, uh, people feel like, you know, oh, park and rec, oh, they just, you know, they think it's just kids running around, they're not learning nothing and, you know, we're not teaching nothing to coaches. You have coaches who actually take time out, actually teaching fundamentals because that's, we may not be able to teach you everything they can teach you at the high school right. or everything that you know going to learn, but fundamentally, we can get you started. It's That's what it is. Exactly. It's 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 all about you know getting you fundamentally sound, getting you ready to go to that school level. Because a lot of times uh, you have you know some parents who ah oh, it's you know it's wreck it's wreck, and then your child can't even make the team at the school. Right. right. And that's because they don't have the fundamentals. You can't, unless you're just a natural freak athlete, you can't just skip playing ball all your youth and then all of a sudden try out for the school team and think you're going to make it. It don't work like that. So no. how, how do, like, the, um, the participation with adults, like, how is it now? Um, like, do y'all need coaches? Um, yes. We still, we still need, uh, we still need coaches. Right now, uh, we are focused on basketball. We geared up. We trying to get registration for both kids and coaches for basketball, uh, and that's from ages six to seventeen. Now we'll take five year olds, five year olds if they are able to shoot the ball in the goal, and, and in that age we let it down a, so they can, what about so they can 10 do that. Ten foot goal, nine foot, something like that. What's ten or for, for them? For like the little kids, the little no, kids. No, it's like eight six. Foot, like an eight foot goal. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Something so, like that. Uh-huh. So that's what we're doing. And with girls, we really want girls all ages. Mm-hmm. Because we want, last year we had them kind of combined, but that's because we didn't have enough. But we did have enough for three teams. But this year, we wanted. It was we wanted, competitive, I think. I it remember, was competitive. I remember being there. It was some good games. It was. The girls, girls played good last year. But we want to have it to where there are. A nine and ten year olds girl team, and that's it. It's just nine and ten year old girls, mm-hmm. you know, eleven and twelve year old girls, thirteen, fourteen, just like the boys. Right. That's our goal. You know, that's what we that's what we're trying to reach. You know, uh, we'll be at the trunk or treat uh, tomorrow and Thursday with a registration table. We were at the football game Thursday night with a registration table. Uh, Miss Tiffany Spencer was at open house last night with a registration table. We're really doing some groundwork to try to get these kids, get the participation participation back to where it once was. So what do you feel like it'll take to get the attention of uh, the kids, young kids and adults, like, at this point? Uh, A barbecue? Yeah. They like free food. Free food, free food always they good. Yeah. Free food always good. Yeah, free food always good. But uh, <laughs> I think just... Once they see these type of efforts being put forth, mm-hmm. the parents see these type of efforts being put forth, they'll be uh, uh, more willing to come out. Right. You know, uh, once they see, you know, they come to a game and it's a it's a atmosphere. You know, it's a real live atmosphere, and they enjoy being there. I think they'll be more willing to come out and, and support whatever we got going on. 
you know, when they see stuff like this going on, we able to raise almost $3,000 because it actually went, it oh, actually exceeded the goal. The goal, right. I it seen that on ex- Facebook. Girl. I was like, man, that's dope. exceeded the goal. So when we able to, to put together unity in the community, we're able to come together and do stuff like this, that's going to make people more willing. They see that we trying, so they're going to come back out. Right. So I think, you know, this is what... This is needed. Do you do you feel like most parents um, don't allow their girls to play sports due to the fact of their girls like they they want to put them in ballet and stuff like that? Lesbian. Talk to the people about the importance of letting their daughters play sports. Yes, <clears throat> if you have a daughter and and she show interest in you know. Uh, whether it be basketball, I started off coaching girls soccer. That was the first thing I did, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, it it was fun. And you had you know some of the parents who their daughters played you know with the traveling soccer, mm-hmm. you know, so they were a little bit better than the other girls. But it's important to allow them to play you know with other girls mm-hmm. and you know uh, express their athleticism. You know, right. don't and- like you said, don't. To, oh no, you don't play no basketball. That ain't for yes, it is. It's women basketball. Exactly. I feel like people forget what the goal of park and recreation in your town is for anyway. It's not about like creating travel teams and stuff. It's more about getting the average kid that wasn't groomed to play this sport to actually get out and play it. And they might end up better than the people you thought you had. Exactly. You know right. Because it's, it's for the people in the town, I feel. Right. Right. Because we had we had a uh, we had a conversation and we were talking about how you know, like I said, some of the attitudes of some of the parents and some of the kids, they, they come with that attitude because they play out at the school. You know, they feel like, ah, I'm too good for parking rec. And then they get in whatever sport it is, you mm-hmm. know, get basketball or baseball, football, and then you get handled by this rec kid, mm-hmm. you know, quote, unquote. I don't see You, get, you get handled by this yeah. rec kid, you know, now you feel some type of way. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's 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 all about the grooming, the learning, yep. you know, the extra time. Like, okay, say for instance, we know at school they, they get a period or whatever it is practice. Sometimes they have after school practices or whatever. Okay, if you double with rec, you know, especially with me, I watch the kids, they the way they shoot or, you know, whatever. If you're throwing a football, I'm watching the way. And I can stand out there and go, Okay, well, if you do this, you know, with your shot or whatever, you know, I got the time to take that. And that that's going to translate back to school. Mm-hmm. And now you're doing that better because your coach ain't really had time to take that extra 30 minutes or extra hour out. Because, you know, it's school day. You got to go back to class or what have you. But I got that time. Right. It's stuff like that that the park and recs offer, you know, that's, that's it's going to be very uh, – uh, uh, helpful right. to to a lot of the young athletes. So you know, um, in the in the closing remarks you want to make before we, I got another question for him. Actually. Yeah, somebody got a question uh, actually on Facebook. For What's you, that? Uh, spit it out. Spit it out there. Okay, uh, Michael Smith asks. Uh, he said, "Do you think the uh, community will support a flag football league?" Uh, mm. yes, because, yes, because it has been. It was asked uh, last summer, and this was some of the older guys saying that we need to get uh, a flag football league cuz they for young ladies too. Yeah, and uh and and then for even for the young ladies cuz uh Caitlin Avery was 
running and catching the ball and throwing the ball after the banquet. And she was like, y'all need to have football for the girls. So right. there you go right there. Exactly. And, uh, I was going to ask you one. same person asked. He said, uh, do you think the school coaches will, uh, if the school coaches were more involved, would it help the kids' uh, participation? No, my question is similar to that anyway. Yes. Uh, most of the programs, and I'm just, and this is like from the from the football. Most of the programs that uh, that most of the teams that we face, and when we go, you see a lot of the you know junior high coaches, you know, kind of being hands on with with a uh, with a lot of the kids, and that's the difference between a lot of them teams and you know and but, our team. I remember me and you coached the traveling basketball team last year, and we went to Greenwood, and they had actual coaches. They coming in with their school. Colors on and stuff, yeah. and they were actually hipping with their basketball team mm-hmm. versus this. You know, we just red coaches, you right? Know, right. We, we teach them all we can, but they ain't gonna play like they'll play for the school coach, like exactly. because they feel some type of way about right. him compared to. And that, and, exactly. and that go back to like you know what we doing. They need to do vice versa because what you gotta look at is all these kids that's coming through this program are kids in Grenada School District. Mm-hmm. All these kids go to Grenada school. You see these guys. So these gonna be your future Grenada Charger basketball players, football players, baseball players, what have you. So what's coming? What's stopping by that part? You know when something is going on and saying, "Hey, you know what? No, that ain't wrong, coach. What you ought to do? What you ought to do, coach? You know you teach them this way. Then that way, help me help you. Right? Help me help you. And that was all about to ask. Do you? Do we get like um? Does Grenada Park and Rec get um, any like support from the Grenada School? Uh, I, I I actually went out in uh, this year and this this spring, and I got with Coach Williams, and he gave me the uh, seventh grade playbook in the mm-hmm. football. They football plays because I told him, you know, what I do is I I help you, you know, I start teaching these kids. Now it ended up I ended up getting so frustrated I couldn't teach them this stuff, but. That was my goal, but that's what that's what it's gonna take. You know, we gonna right. have to help each other, and then we, you know, these places like uh, South Panola and these places, they don't just start winning in high school; they winning in Pee Wee. Yeah, you know, exactly. they winning championships in Pee Wee. It's it's it's, it's start with it's the young kids. With the, it start with the young kids, and it go up. And you yeah. know why? Because they coaches, they get hands on with them. They might not be out there all the time, but they go get pointers and do this and do that. And it start there and it continues. And then the defensive coordinator for South Panola might coach a Pee Wee team. That's right. He might coach. He a, might he actually might coach, coach a, Pee, right. a Pee Wee team. That's, so, that's right. I should have brought our Greenwood trophy in here. I should have put it on the table. We be Greenwood. You know, they got professional coaches. And all. Everybody be Greenwood, so. Nah. 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 <laughs> nah. <laughs> D-Gal actually kind of good. Exactly. <laughs> we, we barely, we, we barely <laughs> won. We scraped by. You scraped <laughs> 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 But you know what I'm saying? They just show you know, with hard work and the effort take, how far to take it. Most definitely. Man, so, that any closing remarks now? You want, you want yeah, man. In closing, all I got to say is, man, uh, let's keep this, let's keep this alive, man. Yeah. This, this is important to the kids in the community. Like I said, not just, you know, the, the, the athletic part of it, but it's, it's building, you know, lifelong, uh, lifelong friendships, and, and all that stuff, and it builds character. You know, uh, organized sports build a lot of character, man, especially for, you know, boys. You know, it, it helped really it helped really build character and boost confidence. You know, 
girls, you don't have to worry about the confidence so much. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time, most girls are already already confident. Right. But but with boys, you know, they need confidence boosters and, and, and this this program, these sports. You know, that's that's what it is for them to you know get them out, get them off the, get them off Fortnite. You know, and get them in the gym. Right. You mm-hmm. know. And that's what it is, man. Listen, man. We pleasure. Thank you for coming through, yes, man. Sir. Speaking of importance on oh, um, Rick, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we got to pay a bill real quick, you know what I'm saying? Um, for the people out there, go out there, you shopping on every weekend, you spending your money, you throwing your bands around, go shop at Plum okay, Smart. Then. 322 Sunset Drive. They buying low money on guns. Gold is at a current all-time high. Mention Mastermind Podcast. Get a 10% discount. 322 Sunset Drive, man. Pun smart, man. Holla at your boy, man. Y'all got that Jesus King, girl? No. <laughs> you lied it? Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, man. Mastermind Podcast, episode 72. We got another guest in the house. Mr. R.B. Jones. Everybody hey, give him a hand. Everybody give him a hand, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, What's up? Hand, man. Hold on. Let me find my... Here we go. Yes, sir, man. If it don't clap, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. John, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great. I'm man, really doing great. Listen, you done come over a few times. I think we talked to him one time yeah, for sure. Yeah, he came over and talked to us one um, We didn't really just dive too deep into your background, your Wikipedia page, right? right. So tell the people about um, Mr. R.B. John. <clears throat> Well, I, I come to town with some experiences. I uh, I grew up here in Grenada. Okay. And I left here um, 1967, right out of high school, on an assignment by the, um, Dr. King's Southern Christian Leadership Conference. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the uh, people had begun rioting in the inner cities all over the country. And it was felt that, that uh, people need to be sent if they were mature enough to be sent to these different cities to begin and live among young people uh, to begin talking about peaceful conflict resolutions mm-hmm. rather than rioting. And uh, myself and Bobby Ammons um, uh, were, were sent to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, that, was the, that was the biggest crappie in the pond, so to speak. Right. And um, once we were there and began our work, um, the Republican... Congress people, you know, who, who had had an assault on the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, mm-hmm. uh, recognizing and realizing that it was made up of young people primarily. The way to stop it, of course, was to come up with something that would forbade young people from being involved in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were getting paid $50 every two weeks as a stipend, and uh, it was declared that that was a violation of child labor laws. Mm. So that killed young people in the movement that was the beginning um, um, and so some folks, wherever they may have been, went, came back to their hometowns. Mm-hmm. And some of us stayed. We were pretty much adopted by folks. And uh, we stayed in the particular cities and went to school, went to work, you know, just started our so lives. How, how mm-hmm. old were you when you left Grenada to go work for the Southern Christian Seventeen. Seventeen. Mm-hmm. 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 And, and when, uh, when youngest staff member to ever serve directly for Dr. King. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. where, like, how far under him did you serve, like? Was directly on him? Yeah, directly on him. I took my orders directly, my teachings directly from him. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that, those were tough times because I was young and aggressive and proactive like a whole lot of folks. So right. mm-hmm. people thought that we were nonviolent just because we were afraid or scary or whatever else. But 
it, it, Dr. King was uh, uh, certainly divinely sent to be able to convince that many young people throughout the country to 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 begin discussing and talking about collaboration rather than right. you know striking back and striking out and whatever. Yeah, a lot of people think that people were moving from Mississippi going over to the West Coast because they was running away from racism, but it was just as racist over there as it was here in Mississippi. To this day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah very certainly. There's a, um, a California a place I love um, because of its liberalism mm -hmm. and because of its political, um, um, because of the political just thought process and whatever else. But you do have your pockets and you have some some clowns everywhere, you For know. Sure. But uh, the difference being like the law in Mississippi, um, mm -hmm. the, the attitude about law is so racist and so demented. And unfortunately, poor white people or marginalized white people in Mississippi don't realize that they're victims as well. Mm -hmm. That's the really unfortunate part. Mm -hmm. Don't speak on that. Looking into your background, I understood you was number two in charge of the, um, the Southern, Southern Christian leadership. Yeah, in Mississippi, yeah. Yeah. In Grenada, yeah. And so, with with that with that type of um, title given to you at such a young age, like, did, it, did you ever get power hungry? Like, did you ever feel like, like, man, I done made it or something like that? No, um, my best friend was number one in charge, Robert Johnson. Mm -hmm. That's Lewis Johnson's brother. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, although we were running buddies and good friends and whatever else, I mean, I just admired him for his courage. I mean, I, I have not met too many men um, with the courage that he that he's exemplified in every day. I mean, he would call and say, hey, let's go out to the football game tonight. And that would be John Ronald at the time playing <laughs> Rolling fork, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, we weren't allowed allowed at the games, Which but we would go, go. <laughs> and it'd just be the two of us. And I would be raising holy heck, man! How did I let you talk me into this? You know, <laughs> and whatever else. But uh, we did what we had to do, you know. And and people believed in us and they followed us. And so, so, so no, uh, it's not. It's very difficult to get the big head when you deliberately let somebody beat you. Right, right, right. You know. So, so with the peaceful conflict resolution, right? Mm -hmm. Like, explain to the people exactly what y'all was doing with it. Well, if 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 I had to jump forward to today, it would be one of the best ways. Um, I sat in a many meetings with Dr. King, and I never sat in a meeting where he talked about beating people and tricking people and whatever else. Dr. King talked about collaboration, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, he taught us things like um, Harriet Tubman, as great as she was, as great as she is, would not have been known if it had not been for the Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. So it had to be some collaboration. Uh, the signal that started the Civil War really was, you know, uh, when John Brown went to Harper's Ferry. Mm -hmm. uh, there were no black people involved in that. Yeah. Those, those men who gave their lives and whatever else were all white men, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, Malcolm said that if you don't believe in anything that white folks do, don't take a penicillin when you step on a nail, mm -hmm. right? So, so you have to pick out and uh, you have to try to deal with the righteousness in people uh, to, got, to get them, you know what I'm saying, to, to acquiesce, so to speak. Um, to this day, there may be some still living, but um, white men would be at the hosiery mill where my dad had worked 
and they would be making axe handles and to be making clubs to beat us with. Their wives would be at home and their wives would call our mothers and say, hey, tell that boy don't come home this way. Or tell that boy don't do this, or don't go over there, don't go over there. And she could probably be as racist as her husband. Mm -hmm. But the intrinsic she nature that God put in women, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, says something about children mm -hmm. and hurting children and whatever else. And so we were not allowed to tell who called and who did this and whatever else and stuff. But mm -hmm. those kind of calls would actually come in, you know. Uh, most recently, the seat that was in Alabama held by Jeff Sessions, uh, over 400 people went to Alabama. Mm -hmm. And they didn't try to get people to convert from Republican to Democrat. What they did was to say, look, do we want a man like this, who was a pedophile, mm -hmm. who was a racist judge, do we want him to, to recognize, do we to represent our state? Mm -hmm. So people for the first time, you know, didn't to convert over to a Democrat. What they did was they just didn't go out and vote for the they, Republican. They voted in the district for the first time. Right, and the Democrat won. Right. So that was an appeal to the righteousness of people. Mm -hmm. Black you women know? did that. Yeah. Black women voted yeah. in a high number in Alabama. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, absolutely. And so the and and it translates as well into President Obama's election. Uh, if it had just been all black vote, if it had been a black white kind of vote, he never would have gotten elected. No, right. you know. But young white people who were learned and who who had been talked about the right, the, their own self-consciousness in this country uh, went over and they, some of them convinced their parents even to vote for President Obama because of all of the black people in the world, in the United States that were registered to vote had voted, it wouldn't have been enough if it had been a black and white race, mm -hmm. you know. So somebody have to begin to talk about, you know, collaboration. Right. Uh, and so that right-minded people can be on the same team. Right. You and know? one of the, the things a lot of people don't know about you is that you was the mayor, right? Yes, sir. Um, what what city? East Palo Alto, California. East Palo Alto, mm -hmm. California. Longest. Yeah. Say, say, it again, say it again, Scott. Yeah, East. I, I gotta hear him say it. Okay, first. East Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Palo Alto. Trees. Okay. Yeah. Alto like yeah. in the choir. Uh -huh. So you pull on the squad. <laughs> <then>. <laughs> so the, the longest serving, consecutive serving mayor in the history of California. Yeah, you Little served. A black kid from Grenada, Mississippi. How, how many? How many terms did you serve? Three. Three of them. Uh -huh. And at the time, that was pretty much unheard of in California. Yes. And with that. With that responsibility, um, you come back to Grenada. Mm -hmm. Why don't you know dive into politics in Grenada? Well, it's it's something that happens when you uh, come back to the South. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not run back, you know it's uh, it's uh, if it's it's there's a better kind of treatment if you run back mm -hmm. because because you can be beholden. Uh, when you come back, you can be suspect, mm -hmm. you know. And I could be more help, you know, by not delving into politics mm -hmm. as I could if I was in politics. You can maneuver uh, a little bit. Yes, because I have some ideas that, um, and it's not that anybody's dumb, it's not that anybody's done anything, but my exposures have caused me to see some things. Um, for, for instance, um, a city has three ways, really, of trying to get some money, a municipality. It's, it's property, tax, and retail sales, and begging. <laughs> the begging days are over because everybody's begging, right. you know, yes. and, and whatever else. So if you don't have um, houses, 
of a high stock in town, you're going to pay taxes $300 on there's no money. You know, where you go out into the county where they're building new houses and whatever else, and they're getting $3,000 for that particular house, you know, or, or even more sometimes. So uh, I would come into, I would come into to office seeking, um, you know, what, 192,000 cubic feet of water come out of the Grenada Dam, mm -hmm. you know, every, every minute. That, that could translate into $10 an hour kilowatt for electricity. And all you would do, and it sounds simplistic, but it's not too much more complicated than that. You go and you put your pads there. You know, we just had a flood, a major flood. Water was every place. That means that we have longevity in the water and whatever. Right. Put your pads there, the water comes over the pads and it creates electricity. I, I looked at it a couple of years back. The electric bill for the city of Grenada is about $52,000 a month. You could make so much money just putting in, it'll cost money initially, but you could put some, make so much money with that electrical pad there. There's no town in a place that I don't think in the United States of America that has a dam that doesn't make money. Right. You know? I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 so go in Wait. debt and build the things. Go to Washington, D.C. since they want to help. It is a lot of money and energy. I was about to say, ain't it on the damn, like, federally, it's federally. Yeah, right no, now. it's so, tons of money and, yeah. and, and, and energy in, in Washington, D.C. So, um, it regardless to the power. If it's know, federally it's a, ran, it, they had to go through, um, talking to, like, the higher-up government. They had to go talk to the Washington, D.C. Well, the, the representatives. The representatives, yeah. Um, should jump, jump over hoops to make that happen. Yeah. Because... $52,000 saved on your own bill, mm -hmm. and then you sell the rest of it and whatever else. That's mega money, you know? Right. Um, so those would be the kind of things that, you know, uh, I heard a young man talking earlier about, you know, buying football uniforms and doing whatever else and whatever else. All of that's good, and, you know, you promote all of that. I, I came to Grenada from being um, uh, a district-level um, um, person for Little League International. Mm -hmm. Got 143 teams in nine different counties and stuff. And so, um, and I did it, you know, big time and what have you. But when I took office, our city was still the murder capital of the United States of America. You know, the first year I went, that's why I ran, mm -hmm. you know. Um, uh, and, it had, and so I, I just have an issue with pathologizing our children. Because we always say the children are doing the killing, the children are doing the killing, and the children are doing this, and the children are doing this. Well, it's just very difficult for me to understand the relevance between uh, havoc in the street and children. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, horseback riding for children and havoc in the street, havoc in the homes, you know, mm -hmm. and with teenage pregnancy, uh, obesity. <clears throat> it, it's just very difficult. So if we don't make families healthy then it doesn't matter what we do with children, right. you know? And and we have to remember that schools were created for the old agrarian-type living. Mm -hmm. You know, sun, light come up, it's time to go to work, it's go time to, to go farm, it's time to go do this, come to do this, whatever else. Well, our schools don't start until 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So people, you know, in a Joint Center of Political Studies some 40 years ago uh, made the decision, I mean, made the study and proved it that most African-American parents have a job where they have to be at work at 7 o'clock. Mm -hmm. right. So they have to be at work at 7, leaving home at 6.30. Who, who's going to get that fourth grader, that fifth grader to school to make sure he gets to school at 8 o'clock? Mm -hmm. 
children are sending children to school. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know how you remember how it was. Your little belly start hurting, and you don't want to go. But if mama rub it or daddy rub it, oh, you're going to be all right, mm -hmm. James, Johnny, RB, or whatever else. Then mm -hmm. it somehow it sparks you up, and you just get on and you go. Exactly. But if a parent already gone, who's going to do that? Yeah. You, you follow got, what I'm saying? You got an impressive list of accolades. You know. Um, you were number two in charge um, for the SCLC. Um, you were the the first youth chapter president in the history of the SCLC. Mm -hmm. You started three times as a male, first time ever in, in California history, right? Two times state president. You two times state president of California Coalition of Black School Board members. Mm -hmm. With this impressive list of accolades, why don't you feel like it's important for you to plug yourself into the politics of Grenada, knowing that Grenada is suffering as far as innovating and making sure that we taking step forward towards progression. Again, I, I think that I could probably be most useful because I wouldn't want to get elected to anything and fight. And I actually do believe I could win. Yeah. I really do. I don't, I don't, I don't, when I look over the city of Grenada, I don't see a ward, whether quote is a white ward, a black ward, green ward, or whatever. I don't see one that I really couldn't win if I actually got active out there and did it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to get on a, on a, on a, on, a, on, a, on a city council or a school board mm -hmm. to fight. Although I think that the most important elections that take place in the black communities all over this country is school board elections, mm -hmm. way more so than city council. And that's important. Board of supervisors is important. There's none that's more important and more relevant to where we are as a community in terms of black African Americans. Mm -hmm. In terms of marginalized white people, in terms of marginalized anybody and with a less than middle class, there's no election more important than school board election. So what is your view of Grenada? Like when R B here, Grenada, Mississippi, what's what come to mind? Well, when I left in nineteen sixty seven there were some white people that was glad to see me go. There were some black people that wasn't about nothing that was glad to see me go. <laughs> right, right. It always seemed like it's more the black people that want to see you get away than it is the white and, people. And so when I come back, I don't see a qualitative change. I see what I see pretty much throughout the country. I see a lot of praise for police officers, for military people, and all those kind of folks. Those folks get paid. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a brother that served two terms in the Korean War. Do I love him? Yes. Do I respect him? Yes. I have a son that served in Desert Storm. Do I love him? Of course I do. Do I respect him? Of course I do. But I've never met a man or a woman in my life that went to war or went to the army because they wanted to preserve democracy. No. They no. went for the check. Not they a one. For, they, they went, went for, for the Camaro. When you look at Hurricane Shem. Katrina. The first group of people that ran off were police officers. Mm -hmm. It was gone. You know what I'm saying? So all of this praise for all these people that get paid for what they do. Mm -hmm. Let me just move another place. Um, the the current president, uh, Obama, I mean, uh, uh, um, Trump. 45. Yeah, 45. <laughs> yeah. Um, cut out balance and lunch meals mm -hmm. for over 3 million children. Now you're serving purple hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? And um, this was the only meal, balanced meal, that children were getting. It had nothing to do with color, but children, marginalized children, the only balanced meal they would get per day were the ones they were getting at school. Mm -hmm. He cut it out. Three million children were affected by it. Did you ever see or any school district or any teacher's union or anybody go on strike? No. 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 But let them 
don't get a class size reduction. Let them don't get a pay increase, which they deserve. Yeah. But let, let that happen. They then they fight. strike it. Yeah. You know? They pay millions of dollars into lobbyists and PACs and all this kind of stuff. But when children went unfed, they said no. And you can prove that children don't learn unless they're you know, unless they're healthy, unless they're full. Right. And whatever else. Nobody said a word. You know? And that's an obvious contradiction to me. One. Secondly, by my experiences, I have never seen any empirical evidence that says that children learn more if they're in a smaller class size than they are in a large class size. Mm -hmm. I went to school where there was one teacher for all eight grades. Two first graders sit here, one third graders sit there, five fourth graders sit there, there were no sixth graders, maybe two seventh graders and whatever. Uh, Ms. Leola Fisher, she went around. I know that that's not gonna happen today. But show me some empirical evidence that says that if you decrease the size from 29 to 15, the children are going to learn more. There's no evidence to suggest that. Mm. Let me get you back to it on that. I get back cause because I, a lot I of do, people, I do believe smaller classroom size. Works, I've got, but I had to get back. But when to you go to college, it'd be 139. I know it, class. but is you just getting lectures? Then it's not really like you learning anything. It's kind of like just brushing you up on some information. Right. It's not like. But these it, are the people who come this back is not something new world. to you. It's not something new to you. Yeah. A lot, I know, I, 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 my daddy had friends that took their kids out of public school mm -hmm. and put them in Kirk Academy due to the amount of students that was in the classroom. Mm -hmm. They wanted to take them out of that 30, 31, 25, 26 kids to... Private. You know, small to to the smaller amount. Private well, school, private school, all about the um, connections you make. Yeah. I'm 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 cool with RB son, RB super rich. I'm cool with his son. So when I grow up, RB gonna yeah. probably help me get a good job. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I private school. I argue the point that 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 happens, mm -hmm. but for the purposes of learning, it's probably less than one percent. Right. Private schools. I wouldn't have a problem with private school if they didn't want to take public monies. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They won't grant money. But Mississippi suffers from a brain drain, and it doesn't have nothing to do with whether you're black or white. Right. If you are not, if you don't, if you go to Ole Miss, if you go to Mississippi State, if you go to Delta State, you go to wherever you go to and whatever right. else. And if your family is not connected back here or back wherever your town is, law, whatever else, whatever else, you, you ain't got nothing coming. Yeah. You know? I've sat on panels and I've sat on workshops all over this country, and I have never, ever, ever studied a theory by somebody that come from one of the schools in Mississippi. Because mm -hmm. Mississippi, does that mean that there are no smart people? Of course, that you know, that doesn't mean that. It means that the product that you turn out, you know, what I'm saying, it's it's just it, it's not up to par. And it's evident when you can have a, um, a 4.0 and you can get into Ole Miss. But you can have a 2.96, and you can get into Michigan State. Mm -hmm. And that same 4.0 can't get into Michigan State mm -hmm. because it came from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. mm. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah, that's, that's the crazy. dichotomy of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know? Yeah. That, that is definitely crazy. So, so that's real. And so um, back in the 30s and the 40s and the early 50s, black communities was thriving. You know, it wasn't just Tulsa, it was Miami, it was Chicago, it was, it was Detroit. Everywhere. Every place you're going to mention, you know. Grenada had the same black, thing. Yeah, black Grenada. families were thriving. Black men were here the households. Mm -hmm. And the system says, oh, well, now this, this is not going to work. So what they did was they came out and said, 
you know, we're going to cut out the vocational education and we're going to, we want everybody to go to college. Mm -hmm. I'm a product of that. It's called EOP at the time. You know, you can go to college free if you're a minority and all of this stuff and whatever. And we all thought that was good. We didn't have no leadership in the country. Dr. King had been killed. Malcolm X had been killed. You know what I'm saying? So we were just out there. Oh, this is a great thing to happen. Well, when you look back in Grenada, you guys may be too young to know, but there was a Sonny Ammons that worked for the city. Mm -hmm. His father was a veterinarian. Mm -hmm. didn't go to college. Mr. Hyam Hudson built cabinets, mm -hmm. renowned, didn't go to college. Mr. Mass Sally, concrete, concrete mason, man. didn't go to college. Uh, Mr. Andrew Hooker uh, was a truck farmer and an ice man, mm -hmm. didn't go to college. And I could name you farmers. I could name you Mr. Feely Freeland. Good hair. You know what I'm saying? And, and whatever else. They, these men were head of household. So you had icons in the community, right? When we got out of college, corporate America wasn't ready for us. You ain't know what to do. So what did we do? Some of us wanted to be school teachers, which devalued the image of teachers because it was the easiest thing to be after you'd have spent your money, right? Right. Okay, the rest, some of the people came back, like Puff Diddy and all of them. They wanted to be drug dealers, not, not on the street drug dealers, but Bishop Sugar Knight and all the business people. Mm -hmm. Because there was no, there was, nobody wanted us. There was no place for us, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, and so when that, that failed and that worked and whatever, so now we don't have leadership in the community. We got drug wars. We got all this other kind of stuff because people can't be head of the household. They got to work. They got to do some things. They start accepting their young people making money, knowing it was by drugs and whatever, bringing it into the house. So it's a contradiction, right? And then, then, then so we still don't have any leadership. And they, they transferred it in into a new FBI, and that is the preachers. And the way they did it was, they said that look, if you not, if you expect not to pay taxes, we are gonna give you money. You can build your church as big as you want to. You can do all this stuff, but you can't get involved in politics. Mm -hmm. A lot of pastors didn't know it at the time. They took the money. Faith-based initiatives. Right. right. They took the money. So what did that do? That says that it says now now you can't talk about politics over the pulpit. Get grant money. So when Jeremiah Wright said, "Damn with America." Everybody wanted to condemn him and whatever else. It didn't matter to him whether or not Obama was a member of his church. You know what I'm saying? Because Jim Hagee, who was Bush's, then said that everybody ought to get guns and stand on the border and mm. shoot everybody when they come across. Mm -hmm. And look at how Christians and evangelicals act to this day, right? right. You, can't take, you can't take a position, but what's best for your community now because you took the money. Right. All of that's done to devoid our community of leadership. Right and devoid our men from being head of households. Mm -hmm. So when World War II, jumping back a little bit, you know, going on, white men were getting killed overseas, white women were the men in the factories in the north, they couldn't keep up. So what did they do? They sent down and got black men and said, look, you come to the north and we're gonna give you a job and you send your money back to Mississippi. That's the beginning of the projects, right? Because they didn't want these black men living with white women, right? Yeah, and, and whatever else, so they built projects specifically for black men whose families were still in the South, you know? And the worst thing that could have happened was these black men at some point would send back and get their wives and children <laughs> and whatever else. But certainly don't start intermingling while all the white men were gone, right? right? Okay, and what happened? What happened? Men got involved with women. They, they accepted the white woman, and they accepted the yellow woman, the green woman, and the black woman, and whatever else. I mean, people just got to doing what they were doing. Some people was just too dumb to even, that was white, was just even too dumb to go to the army. So they was out there in the field as well. So that left single families back here in Mississippi and Alabama and Georgia and Texas and wherever it was, because they went to supposedly get a better place. 
when they finally did send for their families, now they got to live in projects. So you got the same thing, plantations down here, but you got the plantations up there. Because mm -hmm. they didn't own anything yeah. up there either. It was, it was just a different place. Right. But it, and it was deliberately done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, That's the point. It's implicit. You know? it's yeah. a, it, it, up there is implicit. Like, they don't just write out call you names right. or they don't flash Confederate flag in your face. No, what they, they do they, is they, they, they give you $8 an hour. They create policies. They give others 11 $12. Yeah. 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 And when the war was over, there was no place for those black men who had gone and worked in those factories. Right. So how do you feel about black people in the American diaspora? Hmm. I see... I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the growth in us because I still see us uh, targeting the wrong thing. Um, I see us targeting children and not targeting families. Mm -hmm. And in the animal kingdom, in the whole animal diaspora, the family is what protects and serves, you know, the, 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 the animal itself. You know, itself. And, and, and children don't vote. And they don't make decisions about their lives and everybody else's lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. So it's like animals, it's like, it's like the animal family that's it's in the forest. Whenever there's a fire, there's three levels of animal. There's the old, there's the middle-aged, and there's the young. Mm -hmm. And when a fire starts in the forest, the first group that usually um, uh, is destroyed is the young. Because they see the light, they're it's a fantasy to them. Mm -hmm. They get glorified by it and whatever else. And so, as a matter of fact, usually small animals, young animals, run to the fire. Uh, the second group to perish is the old because they're not agile enough to get away from the Russian fire. Mm -hmm. So if the middle age is not healthy to grab up the young and support the old to get away from the fire, the family just destroyed. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Indeed. So we have to... We have to we have to make you healthy. Mm -hmm. We have to make you healthy so that you can protect the young and you can protect the aged. And I think a lot of us think that um, getting a lot of money is what makes us the head of the household. Like us making, we getting the bag, we getting the bag, we getting this money. That that No, it's principles. It's about how you do it. Yeah, you know it's, a, it's the difference between being at the house and in the house. In the house, exactly, mm -hmm. exactly. And I think, I think that we learning. I think that we learning how to become head of household. Yeah, but it's still a work in progress. We gonna have to work it's, on it because more. it's almost like you got to trade them off. Like if you're gonna be that guy that teaches your family, and you know you're strong for your family, you're lacking in the payment problem. Yeah. And then if you're getting making a lot of money, you never at home seems like exactly. It's, it's a trade-off mm -hmm. yeah. and, and we have to begin to teach our young more importantly we have to be able to teach this middle-aged group that I'm talking to uh, respect for process I'm mm -hmm. not talking about just authority mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying because I, I, that's what I am I'm a rebel so I can't say that you have to respect authority all of the time because authority is, is always imposed on you exactly. uh, but you have to respect the process mm -hmm. and when you don't have when you don't have a clear clean-cut definition in, in, in our community, the black community, we don't have icons to be respected. Very few, very few young black men hear their father say something about another brother. Mm. Right. So we don't have no reason to think. We pathologize our children. We build funeral homes in our community right next door to houses, right in the middle of houses and whatever. Yeah. But in the white community, 
It's by another thing. community. It's out there as a business, a standalone. Yeah. You follow me? So our children grow up every day, and death is just something we just deal. With. It just takes for granted. This yeah. is what it is and stuff. Yeah. So we have to begin to, we have to begin to create icons in our community. You know, we have to go back to creating where teachers are revered, where the man down the street who just go to work, he want the best for his children. He treating his wife with a level of decency. She treating him with a level of respect and decency as well. Um, and, and this guy just going to work, he's just trying to make it, you know? That guy, we have to begin to idolize that guy and set him up as an icon because we've just talked about how so many of us are not going to get it out there in corporate America. There's not room for us and there's not time for us, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, how to spend money. We still have black people who are taking billions of dollars to the grave, you know? Their children and grandchildren can't go to college. Mm -hmm. They're eating dog food. They live in subservient. They're catching a ride everywhere they go. They're not, they're not buying their medicine. They're breaking pills in half. But they got a house that they got equity in that they paid for. Right. Why, why would you stay in a house forever? A why not get the money out of it and just do what you want to do? A lot of us got um, insurance policies that we don't talk to our kids about. You know, and that money is just sitting out there somewhere. But they, we don't understand how to even collect it. Because we don't even know what, like, we don't even know where it's at, who he was dealing with or nothing. We don't talk about these type of things. So. Well, well, I get invited to speak, and I used to get invited all over the country. And a lot of times I would preface it by saying, well, you know, I'm going to, this is going to be the last time you're going to see me. I'm not going to get invited back. Because I don't, I don't go around uh, beating up white folks for things that I see in us. Mm -hmm. You know, when Michael Jackson could sing, um, his number one song for me was Man in the Mirror. Mm -hmm. And as I've meandered through life, I, uh, I've come to terms to realize that 95% of all my problems emanate from that guy I see in the mirror. Yeah. It's something I should have done, I didn't do. Something I did, I, you know, I should have did. So I should have said something. Or I should not have, I should have been quiet. Mm -hmm. I should have went right when I went left. Right. It, it all had to do with me. You know, and if we think in this country, in the United States of America, with all that is happening, I don't care how many body cams you put on the police. Mm -mm. I don't care about none of that stuff you do. They're gonna we, they're gonna kill us every day. They're gonna kill us every day, and they they're gonna kill us because the concept of policing was never done to protect lives. It was done to protect property. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And Slave so and so so when people feel comfortable enough to shoot people six, seven, ten, fourteen times, and 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 time after time after time after time when they when men and women on the police force feel comfortable to do that, they in the back of their heads they know they have the auspices of the boss. Right. That city so it's not gonna stop until the city council people, aldermen, mayors, until they can be sued personally, it's not gonna ever stop. Exactly. It's not gonna ever stop. Because loss of life and loss of income is the only thing that'll fix a lot of Because right. the, the police work for somebody and uh and the and and and, and their bosses give them the marches on them. They may not come and sell them, they go, go around and kill folks, and may not tell them to do that one of them, but they make it all right because there's no repercussions, you know? Man, Reza, we sit down and we talk about black people as a whole. Mm -hmm. One of the interesting points that he brought up was that we need to come up with an agenda. Mm -hmm. we, need to, we need to come together as a collective and come with an agenda. Um, what What is something that you you think can help us overcome what we call our struggle? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Uh, I have to think that, because this is the way I try to do it, 
you really can't be a friend of mine and a friend of my family if your thought processes are diametrically opposed to mine. Okay. You know, uh, uh, three of us good buddies back in California, we used to, we'd all love to fish. And we would go fishing, and I mean, we loved to fish. There's another gentleman uh, that I had met, and he liked to fish, so I invited him into the group, and we would go fishing. And there would be conversations, you know, men talking and whatever, but, you know, nothing heavy. Mm -hmm. So this one time we were going to go fishing, and we stopped at this place called Sizzler's. Um, it was a little steakhouse, buffet kind of like thing. And the server was a young lady that was a friend of one of my daughters. And she came up, hey, Daddy, hey. you know how children do, you know, girls call you, daddy, nah, nah. Right. hey, Daddy, I don't know, I'm into fine, fine, you know, we just talking stuff, how's everybody, nah, nah. oh, you're sweetheart, thank you, baby. And uh, so when she walked off, um, this guy that that I had invited to the table made mention of her little tight butt, mm. you know, mm -hmm. and she was clearly 14, 15, maybe, maybe 16, I doubt it. The age. Yeah. And, um. And working out of school and whatever else. Well, I had two daughters in the house with me at that time. And um, and my oldest daughter was gone, didn't live with us. And I just always have the boxing matches. Every time there's a boxing match come on, everybody want to come to my house, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my daughter was there, and this young lady was there, and they was going to help serve and do whatever else. I didn't, I didn't invite him. So I guess about a month later, he called me, and he said that... Um, he said, hey, Jones, said, yeah, man, said, I heard you had a fight party, man. You didn't invite me. And I said, you're right. And I didn't invite you because I wanted to save your life. I care about you, brother, so I didn't, want, I didn't want to save you. I want to save your life. I didn't invite you because I heard what you said. And if you had said this, and if you had said someone done something to this young lady who's just like a daughter to me or to my own daughter, then I don't know what, I don't know what my reaction would have been. I'm afraid to think of what it would have been. So the best thing to do is for you and myself not to, for us to part our company. We don't have to hate each other. You can if you want to, we don't right. know, but I, I can't handle that. So until we men get some standards that we're going to live and die for, exactly. in and everybody in and out of our lives and whatever else, women, men, up and on, whatever else, you know, I, I, uh, I, I've done some things that might, and I look back now at my age, and, and I'm not, there's nothing gay about me, but like with women, even when I was married, committing adultery, and I've looked back and I'm saying, why did I do that? Why would you even do that? You know? I mean, it, it, there was nothing gainful about it, no matter how you cut it. Period. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, so in our community, we just have to develop standards. You know, we hire people. And they want money to help start the job. You've been doing this to work kind of where you've been a plumber for all these years, and you don't have enough money set back so you can start you can start the job. And whatever it is, I got to give you money to go buy pipe. You're a roofer. You don't have money to buy nails. No, 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 no. If you if you don't if you don't put back into your business, if you haven't learned that one thing and whatever else, I want my stuff done right. I can't have a black roofer. Right. You know, I want a roof to stop the leak, yeah. right? So I pay more because I want it done right. And there's a way that they can regain the confidence of our community. You hear a lot of people, not just me, say, I don't want nobody black doing nothing for me. That's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. That's but it's bad. their reality, though. Yeah. 
Exactly. And and you can't knock a person. At least ask that question. Like, why you don't want them? You know? I don't know. I, gonna, I got a different view of that. You know? you know? Some people done been dealing with black people. Like, one of my friends, like, he, that's all he do. Everything he used to do. Well, they was sitting down to eat, getting his car washed. Shopping black. Getting his house clean, pressure washed, whatever. It was black. Hmm. But it got to the point where... People weren't doing their job. They weren't taking their job serious. Mm-hmm. They didn't treat it as a job. They mm-hmm. did it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And when he called you and you confirmed it was going to be done at 9, he don't want you to come at 11. He wants you at 9. Yeah, he wants you at 9 o'clock. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of people, especially African Americans that have businesses, they get to a point in their business, once they get up and running, that they... Start doing backwards things, like one of the biggest things is like, and I no knock on none of these hairdressers, but do not get on Facebook and yeah. and and put up a complaint saying, well you gonna charge more if if you ten fifteen minutes late. That's what you're depositing for. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you already got something implemented to. To offset, to, to offset that. So if you late. Now you can say, I'm going to go to the next person. We'll see if we can get you later. Yeah, later or something like that. Yeah. But don't say that you're going to charge them extra after they done gave you a deposit. Yeah, I, it's, it's still worse than that. You you kind of being light. I done seen. Like, yeah, it, but I that's just light. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, that's one of the biggest things. Like, black people will get in that motion of being in a business and they'll pretty much. They'll get a little sideways with it. And, and people get, they get turned off by it. Like, why should I go. Eat at this restaurant. Um, but it's hard being a black business owner. I guess. For sure. Exactly. Now, you, you got to do your part. You sure. got to. Most if, definitely. If you say the store open at 8, you need to be there at 8. At 8. But I, if I open at 8, I don't need you taking advantage of me either, though. Like, don't come in and ask, hey, man, let me get that. You know, give me $10 out. Nah, or, yeah. Or don't definitely. say, don't say I'm going to be there for my appointment at 10 and then show up at 12. Yeah. Like, do it how you would do if you miss exactly. Betty Lou over there. Was, exactly. You know, I'm with you. Yeah. So, we got to treat each We got to have that respect between each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's what your but, pop said, man. Yeah. He said, we can't, we can't generalize. All black bitches are not shabby. Yeah, right. Absolutely. No. I, I, and I'm I, with it. Yeah, I came here in, um, in 2011. And I started off paying $8.50 an hour. Mm-hmm. Which was more than any business in this area. Mm-hmm. I don't care ADP, Levada, I don't care who it was. They don't start. Nobody it. started at eight fifty an hour. I started out with seven hundred and fifty dollars each employee for uniforms. And by law, when people don't bring a uniform back, you can't take it out of their check. Mm-hmm. You know, and what else? And I did that. And I tell you, I think that I probably went through the way I counted last seventy nine African Americans and twenty three whites. You know, to come and work in my place. Mm-hmm. Every one of them that I fired, if it was not for stealing, it was for disrespect. Right. And I used to really be hard and difficult on them and with them. And then I looked around and I, I got to be friends and associates, rather, with human resource directors from all of the companies, almost almost all of them and whatever else. There's no training program here. No. no. you got to be trained to work. No, man. You know what I'm saying? So these guys come to work, and, and, um, and so I would get on them because I would say, look, this 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 broom cost me forty five dollars, you know, around. and I want you to put it on that rack when you finish. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm driving the forklift. I run over the broom. 
Well, Mr. Jones, you broke the broom. I did. You lifted it, but you didn't put but it where you, you're supposed to put, put it. it back where you're but supposed work to. ethics and integrity have never been mentioned to them. There, yeah. was, there was some men on uh, Mr. You, Skinner that was just sitting here with somebody that worked today. You know, we was on, we was saying because we was looking at some of the uh, fine work we had and stuff. So I, we, I don't mean to say it to excuse it because when your small business is hurt much more worse than mm -hmm. big business and whatever else. And so, but but until we again, we those of us that's healthy. Until we get somebody in here, until we go to the city council and say, look, you're going to have to put some employment services in here that's just not an umbrella for Modine and for mm -hmm. this and this and this mm -hmm. and whatever else. Until you put something that's going to teach work ethics, until you bring businesses in here that's going to create incubator programs to teach people how to work and teach people how to do this particular job and whatever else. Hey man, it's not going to change. We're going to always have people working three days a week mm -hmm. and off and whatever else. We're going to have always have people getting fired because they don't understand the work ethics. And, we, so. and older folks, older black folks like me mm -hmm. and whatever else, and older white folks, they think that we still live in an age where you can pull yourself up by the bootstrap. Mm -hmm. You know? But if, if one of the companies, and there's one in particular who has a, a policy, that you can't work for them if you've had a relationship with the criminal system in the last seven years. Well, hell, uh, uh, Jesse Jackson couldn't work for him. Right. Jesus Christ couldn't work for him. Exactly. I mean, couldn't nobody Martin work King for him. Dr. Martin King couldn't work for him because he'd he been to jail, you know what I'm saying, and whatever else. So, so how, can you allow, how can you allow a company to come into your community with this kind of behavior, recognizing and realizing the amount of people that you have that have a relationship with the criminal justice system? All right. Right. Uh, I got a couple comments, man, I want to yeah. share. Uh, Jennifer Adams, she uh, she actually uh, left two uh, comments. She says, uh, speaking of what you was talking about, uh, Scrap, she says, the black business owner, I need people to understand that we eat too. Right. And another comment she said is, um, what you talking about the late fees and stuff like that. She mm -hmm. said, we don't appreciate people coming for free or discounted services and going to business and other communities paying triple the price I'm without with any it. complaints. Well, I'm with it. I'm definitely with it. Mm -hmm. But I think one of the biggest problems with not just black businesses, but businesses, small businesses, period, is that they don't have any customer service understanding. They not they they jumping straight into it. They never had any they never had a job where they work first hand, they never work retail, they never work um in, in an environment where they have to be polite even in rough situations. And I think that that's a, that, that is a key thing. Yeah. But, because, let, let, but, but, but let me just share this with you. If you went right now to um, Jake and Rips and you got some bad food, yeah. he's going to come and tell you, um, come back tomorrow, come back next week, take to bring this voucher, you're going to get a free meal and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And you can go out and be mad as you want to with Jake and Rip, but people still going to come to Jake and Rip. Mm -hmm. But take the brother of the sister there that's got right. a hamburger stand. Mm -hmm. Right. And you get a bad hamburger. And you go tell somebody, they dead in the water. So a lot of times, this, and I'm not making excuses for it anymore, but a lot of times the small business, in regards to who they are, mm -hmm. we can't suffer the wrath that comes upon us when something happens. Yeah. Right. So, so not getting to work on time. General Motors. Mm -hmm. One of the problems with General Motors, why they went overseas, was because of the fact that men and women, because they were in a union. They, they actually just yeah. uh, ended a um, 40 day strike um, yeah. up there uh, at actually the city I was living in, uh, yeah. at Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yep. Yeah. And so the unions 
and get blamed for it and whatever else. And they are partially to blame because they're protecting and everybody for everything, right? right? So here's this car. This car cost um, $16,000. It's a piece of metal on some axis. It's coming down this thing. And this person over here is going to put one screw in this door. The person over there is going to put one screw in that door. And the person over here is going to put a windshield wiper screw in. Mm-hmm. The person here is going to put the, the, the sun visor in on mm-hmm. the right side and whatever else. That car, when it time by the time it get down to the end of that thing, it's a full car. You know, it's a full car. Right. Now they ready to sell it for forty five thousand dollars, right? Right. It started out eighteen thousand because all of the metal and stuff, and then the labor and what right. have you, right? If if you go to the bathroom right here and you got to put a screw in that door, and you lollygag around over there someplace and go out to the bathroom and go this and go there and don't come back to work or your belly hurt and some of your girlfriend called and she got a headache and. Grandmama lost her glasses and all of that other stuff, and you don't come back. When that car keep moving, it gets down to the end of that table. That car got to come back all over the process again just for that screw that took place right here. Mm-hmm. Right. So now that car costs more than $18,000. They can't sell it for $45,000 now. You know what I'm saying? That car now costs $36,000. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So people got to have a work ethic, you know what I'm saying, and come to work and do the work that they're paid to do. There's an inextricable relationship between the company making money and you getting paid. And that's been forgotten about in this country. Mm-hmm. So you can't, we can't always do the customer service thing because we can't always afford the loss. Uh, and I'm not saying you, 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 you got, got to be to. in, you got, you, 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 Because the public is your business. Yeah, but you can't, when, when you, you don't have to be indecent. No. Well, I ain't gonna the, say that. You, you, got, you can be stern and have, like for example, I can't do no more at my job than what I'm allowed to do. Mm. But when a customer come in there and they got a complaint, they got a problem, I can break it down to them in a way, the best way that I can, as nice as I can, to to them to try to ease their insecurity, right? But you got work ethics. Most definitely. You've been trained work ethics. Most definitely. Somebody else a lot have- of these businesses, you got these people that don't have that understanding. If this person get loud, they get loud. But they don't understand with this person getting loud, they not losing nothing. But with them getting loud, they losing everything. Because they check your Facebook post. When you when you got your business going, they check your Facebook post. And you can turn off 10 people just with a negative post. You can turn off 100 people with a negative post. And a lot of, especially black people, black people got to understand you cannot go... And do these type things when you have a business. This is your money. You know, I understand you got rules. You got rules to implement. Hey, I got no problem with that. But it's a way to implement. So what Jennifer just said, she's an, she's an attorney. Right. She makes a living. She's a friend of the show. She yeah. should come up to Again, She makes a living being a lawyer. And she's a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. There are people that because she's black, there are people because they know her, that will come to her office and want some free advice. And when she tell them and whatever else, and they have to go to court. They got to do you know, da, da, da. These people go and hire somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's what she's talking about. That Most definitely. They had nothing to do with customer service. And, and that that has to do with that has to do with I gotta eat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but now let's let's flip the situation. Somebody come up there and they ask her for some advice, and she choose not to give them. She choose not to give it to him. Well, if, she, if they pay her, which they supposed to, because she and, pay for it. Most definitely. There's no lawyer in the world. Saying? You so, get what I'm saying? Like, so, damn, if you do, damn, if you so don't. So the best thing to do is demand your money. You probably get paid more often than not if you ask them for something because they want that information. Like, you ain't got to give me a full um, retainer fee. Just 
Just give me something. some legal, yeah, legal advice. Me, yeah, exactly. So, you know, people. But go, it's hard on her because if she do, if she like, as a but she ain't dealing with no regular as a local jokers like us, forty would, fifty dollar dudes though. A lot of times you are. Well, in other in other professions, she dealing with other entities and other people no, too. No, like she no, dealing, she, she, she deal with the public. I'm saying like she deal with. Um, I'm saying as a different races and different different a, people. So as a photographer, sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I ask for a deposit, most of the time I probably wouldn't get the job because they don't want to pay the deposit. They want to pay you for your service, and I got to sit here and hope that you're going to come through on on Saturday when you said you was coming. You just don't know how many times somebody booked me for Saturday 3 o'clock, and 3 o'clock come, and I'm calling them, and they don't answer the phone, and I don't hear from them. Again, well, though, all right. So if, if, if Reggie got his stuff in alignment, Mm-hmm. When you talk to this person, all right, we're gonna do this Saturday at three o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. I'm finna send, I'm finna send you um, paperwork through your emails to them. Basically, everything that I got, that that I, how I'ma lay it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then this how it gonna go. I'm gonna give you a thirty minute window. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? After that, it just it's in the wind. Ain't nothing I can do for you. But that ain't, that, but that's that's not customer service though. Uh, no, that's customer service. It's just like Walmart. It's a return policy. It's, it's policy. Yeah. It's just like Walmart. Walmart telling you, yeah, come on in here. We got this PlayStation for you. But understand, if you ain't got that receipt, you ain't getting no cash. It's a policy. But they still, they but, customer but service. They, they don't get beat up for that, though. But I would get beat up for that. Absolutely. You, but, if I was selling a PlayStation, but he can't I said bring a receipt, and they didn't bring the receipt. That nigga know I bought it from here. Like, he can't take that. But again, though. <laughs> you know how they but, but listen, though. Even when... Even with that though, even what you're saying, like you'll get beat up for it, but Walmart won't. At the end of the day, you got policy. We're doing. You I'm, got to respect policy. We have done. Customers got to respect policy. You ain't got to respect. We have done our, our community. We have done our race. We've done our people a great disservice by not holding folks to a level playing field. Right. I remember when I was mayor of my police, I called my police chief in. I said, look. When somebody, you know, we were a small city, and there was other cities always around us. Mm-hmm. And we were a bedroom community. So everything we wanted, we had to go into another community to get it. To get it, right. I was not going to get involved in this white community over here, Mexican community over here. Da, da, da. You know, people need to go mm-hmm. wherever they're going to get their services from, right. wherever they feel comfortable. But I said to my police chief, they if, don't people, if people drive right. in this town without their seatbelts, I want them to get a ticket. Thanks. Because I'm tired of hearing them going to another city where they enforce a seatbelt, not because they're black, not because they're poor, not because they're tall, not because they're mm-hmm. short, because it's the law. It's the law. Okay? And whatever else. And then they get a ticket, then they come back to me, and then I got to hear this whole notion about they're doing it because we're black. They're doing it because we're from East Palo Alto. No. 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 They're doing it because it's the law, and it's the state law. Right. And whatever else. And when we don't hold, when the playing field is not leveled, we ought to have a problem. When they're doing things to us as a people that they don't do just because it's the legal thing to do, we should have a problem. We should protest. We should go berserk. We should do all the things we need to do. But when the playing field is level, we have to teach, we, we have to teach our people to respect process and protocol. We have to teach them to save their lives. My sons, they want to drive the car. I didn't mind that, but son, look, you can't drive with that natural comb in your back pocket. 
I said, you know, you're absolutely right. I said, but you're driving this car. That natural car is like a cake cutter. It's flashy, it's silver. Mm -hmm. They are afraid of you and they're suspect of you anyway. So one's going to come up to you on the driver's side and ask for your license and whatever else. There's one going to be standing back here on the corner. The one that's on the driver's side, he's going to see you getting your license. This one over here is going to see something flash. Mm -hmm. Guess what happens? He's going to shoot you, son. I would rather have you with your hand on the dashboard, being submissive and alive to get back to me so I can handle it, than for you to be out there being a hero and getting killed. Because right. to look $2 million, $5 million, $6 million is a lot of money. But I would rather have you. We have to teach our people to keep their mouths shut. When the police stop them, it's dark, it's out on the road and whatever else. Hey, things can happen. Yeah. Just just, just be calm. He asks you for your driver's license, give it to him. Right. You don't have to call him all them names. You don't have to talk about his mama. You don't have to do none of that stuff. Give it to him and live the fight another day. Exactly. Same way in schools. Who going to get expelled when the fight starts? Our, our children are. If you can walk away, walk away. I know in one situation here, uh, my little cousin was actually in a fight with two white boys, didn't swing at all, and got expelled out of school. Mm -hmm. That's when he needed to come home to me and you, and we fight for him. We need right. to go to school. We, we, school we, we need we... to fight for him. Exactly. You got what I'm saying? Exactly. He can't win fighting. Yeah. He's a student. He may get knock somebody out, knock the teeth out, may do all that stuff. He's going to lose. Every time. But if he come home, even expelled, and say to me, say to you, say to you, say to you, I've been expelled, they bullied me, or they tried to bullet me, I wouldn't accept it, they attacked me, I defended myself, and now I'm kicked out of school. Yeah. Now, if we don't show him that we can protect him, then he ought to go fighting and doing all the other crazy stuff. But if he knew, if he knew that he had somebody somewhere to come to for protection, he wouldn't have knocked his teeth out. Now, I will say, um, Dagnall is a little fragile to me. I feel like when these type of situations happen, he just expel everybody. Yeah. He just, he just, what? He, get him out of here. But when they went to the, to the meeting, um, to the little hearing or whatnot, all that changed when you look in a parent face and you got to explain to them why you expelled. Because student. the parent, the parent, the parents not present when they exactly when they doing this. Right. Exactly, and right. I feel like right. they should they shouldn't give out no type of ruling until a parent done sold up. Now that's the customer service you're talking about. Yeah. Now that's customer service. When you says you call that parent in. Yeah. What in the world can a fourth grader do to get expelled from school? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? What can he do? But it happened. And you know, you asked me earlier when I come in, you said, well, where's Miss Hollis? And this is exactly what we're talking about. That's the reason I support Tangela. Mm -hmm. That's why this community should support her. Even if, if you don't live, if you don't live in the area where she's running, mm -hmm. you're still gonna end up in that courtroom. Exactly. No matter where you live. No matter. So it behooves us to call everybody we know in, in wherever district it is and okay. say, Look, you gotta vote for this lady. Look why. Why, why RB would you support her? You don't really know her up until just most recently. Mm -hmm. Well, when she win, she'll be the first person in the history of this county or the community to have a law degree and serve as a judge in that position. Right. 
It's crazy. That's in the state of Mississippi. And it's crazy. You can have a GED and serve in this position. Exactly. That'd be little's position. But listen, how can you dispense the law when you don't know the law? There's mm. no way possible. Yeah. Okay? So what do you do? What, 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 what's the criteria? What do you use to dispense the law if you don't know the law, if you're not trained in the law? You use your personal feelings about oh, him, people, and right. him and whatever else. Exactly. Could or they, if you get somebody to tell you what to do. Right. Could they be racist? It could be. They could could be. they be nepotism? It could yeah. be. Mm -hmm. Could it be just bail on the friendship basis? It could be. It could be all of that stuff. Exactly. Maybe I could, in being black, maybe I could get not just justice but mercy. Maybe I could get away with something. Maybe. You know? And whatever. But what does that say about the level playing field for our, 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 our people? If we're going to continue to be just satisfied about what we can get mm -hmm. and whatever else, ain't going to do nothing to help our people. And so, so yes, I get out here and I work my butt off. I walk this evening uh, for Tangela. Right. Because I know that there's going to be compassion in the seat. There's going to be intelligence in the seat. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some collaboration in the seat. Mm -hmm. You know? And that is what we have to have to make sure that the playing field is level. And if we don't put people in the law, where else can where else can the playing field be level if it ain't level in the law? Right. That's the problem I had with Bill Clinton. Everybody wants to say, oh, he's a black president. He's this. He's a close down to black. He's this. He's that. And whatever else. Yeah, and and even, even our evangelicals were saying he's the closest thing to a black president we ever had. And they said it because he played a horn and he loved women. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. It wasn't about no law. No, but let true. me just tell you the, the, the tragedy of Bill Clinton. And I would have supported him again as well compared to who else was running. But the real tragedy was that he, he served in office. And when he left office, 340 judgeships had never been appointed. Mm -hmm. Again, if the law is not going to, if the playing field is going to ever get level for our people, right. it's going to get level at the law. We got to vote in our best interest. Most definitely. So we got to go out and find people to be in these positions, even if we can't vote for them. Just like the LBGT do. Everybody everybody but black people vet people they're going to put in this office. Right. We don't vet anybody. We just take what we like them. We this, we that. We, they've been there for a long time. Yeah. On and on and on and on and on. We got to get we got to get past that. And it's going to take us. It's, that, that, we got to get serious. Gotta, that, 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 that group of folks that we talked about earlier that's in the forest, in the animal family, the young, the middle-aged, and the old. Those of us and those of you that's in the you got to get some leadership to this thing. The, yeah, the, the, the oldest for counsel, the youngest for the warriorship, mm -hmm. and the babies to learn. Yeah. Man, listen, man, we got our zone, man. We appreciate you coming through tonight. Oh, yeah, I always enjoy it. Great job. Great job. Man, listen, man, episode 72, man, we'll 72 be right back. On you. Yes, sir.